who are you on the phone with? I'm on the phone with Hillary. Hi, Hillary. Hillary, you're on the podcast. Welcome to Who Watches the Watchers. Thank hey. you for calling in. Hey, Hillary. What's up? What? Uh, what okay. What's your what? question? <laughs> Hillary, um, let her you... ask the question. I know I have a question for Hillary. Oh, we called out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need you to go get the package on the porch because I don't know what time we're going to be home and I don't want anybody to steal it. It's $108 worth of cards. That. I don't have my car. Oh, for real? Uh, well, if somebody steals my Pokemon cards, I'm blaming you. <laughs> oh, well. You gotta get more. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. I'll, the invoice will be in the mail. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, I'll see you later. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, thanks for calling in, and you All were right. so much help. All right. Love you, bye. All right. Love you, too. Bye. We should have asked her how she felt about Moon Knight. She's so ungrateful. Oh, we should have asked her about Moon Knight. I would have given her at least a dollar for that. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince. Here's Gourlami. Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. Uh, my name is Ian. Oh, this this is Paulie, and this is Kenny. We I did not do that on the early episode. Yeah. I'm like, y'all know no, who the I, fuck we are. <laughs> yeah, I was the only one who said my name in the last episode. I like. Oh, how, I mean the future episode. Yeah, we're talking yeah, about the go. future. Episode's coming up before the next <laughs> time travelers. <laughs> uh, this week we're talking about um, Moon, Moon Knight. Knight. Issues, uh, thank you. Moon, Moon Issues Knight. one through six by uh, Warren Ellis and Declan Shalvey. Um, can you open up the, to the first two pages? So this was like an anthology. Yeah, pretty much. Let me, let me, no, keep going. I want to see. Yes. So that woman right there is Jordi Belair, who does the colors oh. in this book. Oh, nice. And, and is also Declan, Declan Shalvey's wife. Nice. Yeah. I love that for them. Yeah. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Uh, but we're also talking about Avengers. Does anyone know the issue numbers? No. 33 mm. through 37. Was I it 37? Believe. I yes. thought it was 30. Yeah, I think it's 37. I think, I think it's right. 33 through 37. That's written by Jason Aaron and art by Javier Garan. And there's a lot in those issues. There's, there's a lot. It's very meaty. Yeah. I didn't expect there to be so much to read in it. We had the collection, which also had, I think, from issues 31 to 38. Yeah, and I mean, I read the whole thing. I, I didn't. Yeah. You didn't read the whole no. thing. No. I did not either. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> 31 was a little bit relevant to what the story was, but 32 wasn't at all. So, I mean, it was Fair perfectly enough. skippable. When the news broke about what happens in issue 31, <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. And you just see some of its, obviously, its repercussions yeah. throughout the rest of the story on at least Tony Stark's side. It's just Tony Stark going back in time? Yes. With that, but also his dad, like, sold his soul to the devil. Oh, okay. Which you see at the end. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. And that's yeah. how he got his fame? I guess Or his so. money, probably? I, you know, I don't, I only read the Moon Knight stuff. There you go. So, um, <laughs> let's talk about Poor the Tony Shalvey. Stork. Um, the Shalvey stuff first, written by Warren Ellis. Yeah, which is significantly less meaty, and I think that's what yeah. I oh, kind definitely. of love about it, because this is just like Moon Knight slice of life kind of shit, and I think that's what is mm -hmm. so great about it. It's basically just six issues of 
him doing incredibly different stuff, even as different versions of himself. Because you right. said this is what introduced Mr. Knight, huh? yeah. which is like the white suited Moon Knight. Instead right. of having like a more classic superhero look, he's literally in like a white, like, uh, like fucking four, three piece suit, you know, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think it looks so fucking awesome, you know, yeah. and I love uh, Declan Shelby's art to kind of collaborate with this because it almost has like a Batman grittiness to a lot that we see going on in these kind of issues. His art is phenomenal throughout the book. Um, Every structure of every page is so methodically structured. It's it's just crazy, like how fucking good this shit is. Mm -hmm. And it looks so good. And I also love how impersonal it is, where it's not really about Moon Knight, it's just stuff that's happening to Moon Knight uh-huh, right. or stuff that he's responding to. Exactly. You know? And I thought I thought that that's pretty cool because it's it's like a stepping back from Moon Knight as a character and just looking at how he functions. And I think it's a pretty good diagram of that. Yeah. And because so many books obviously delve into his more like psychological mm-hmm. side of things and get so mm-hmm. like personal and with like what he's struggling through. But you're right. Basically, every one of these stories shows us the victims or the people that we're going to be actually caring, you know, he's going to be confronting with initially. And then we get him introduced exactly as a like right. result of their actions, you know. So it's very, I have to believe this was like very different. You know, Warren Ellis and Declan Shelby wanted to do something different, wanted to do something that hadn't ever been quite done with Moon Knight before, you know, which is making him more of like the silent hero. Because there's that's just it. Even in a lot of these altercations, he doesn't talk very much. You know, he's just kind of like a result. (laughs) And once again, Mm. so this is also uh, the first appearance of where. Uh, I think Conchu's ever even seen. Mm-hmm. This was? Yes. So this came before the Avengers stuff oh, that we yeah, read. For sure, okay. for sure, for sure. Yeah, the Avengers stuff is pretty recent. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like Got within you. the last year or two. And you think it was kind of cultivated to promote you know, the, show the future? Yeah, and the I fact that so. Disney knew that that was a property they were going to be like investing in sooner than later? <laughs> I think so, yeah, for sure. Um, there's some great issues in here. Mm-hmm. If you were to find any of these single issues, uh, these, especially this first six, uh, anywhere in bargain bins, anywhere, um, they stand alone perfectly on their own. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Even the sixth issue, which is full of callbacks to the rest of the story, yeah. it stands alone on its own perfectly fine. You know, um, I love the uh, ghost issue mm-hmm. where, he the has to, ghost. Yes. where he has to wear fucking bone armor. <laughs> I like to see the, that he has like a whole room of just like ancient Egyptian shit, you know, yeah, like and especially some, shit that he doesn't remember buying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like somewhere between him and Konshu being like, these are my things. These yeah. are my collectibles. You know, it's like the guy from Thor Ragnarok. He's like, this is my stuff. You know, like yeah. whenever Konshu takes over. So I really love the dream issue. I think that one's the one that really stands out for me, both because I really like the concept of like a fungus becoming like a dream virus, you know, yeah. off of some, a dead person. It's like through experiments. But I think the art just goes so wild in a way that really like agrees with that issue. You know, it's like they got to delve into like the craziest kind of color schemes and like uh, I'm trying to pull it up. You know, we get to see that giant like dream monster. Yeah. And I, I've that page has always haunted me. I think that's so fucking like Can you awesome. pull it up? I'm trying. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like this color. uh, So many of these issues are kind of gritty in their colors. They're so dark. So when we get these giant, vibrant colors and you, you know, and we always got to make sure to have like Moon Knight somewhere on the panel, which looks so cool. And it's usually just a cape with legs. And I like that he (laughs) fell asleep as Mr. Knight, but then wakes up as 
the, like the very warrior. classic warrior moon knight you know so uh, i guess this is a costume he made for himself is what we're like led to believe you know it's like what do you mean like this this uniform like the classic kind of moon knight it's just, oh, just like yeah. something he kind of designed for himself yeah he's he makes his costumes yeah um, you know, he doesn't have I, like a stilt man out there, you know, building <laughs> stuff for him. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like this run more than I liked uh, the Age of Konshu oh, on really? Avengers. Like the Age of Konshu was really fucking badass. But I like this whole anthology version of Moon Knight. I yeah. like just the little stories. I wish I could have going. told you to read Age of Konshu first because I think mm. it does such a good job of kind of explaining like the intricacies of Moon Knight and like mm. where he comes from and what his actual maybe power sets are because we talked about that uh, what last week um, <laughs> where it's like does he have powers? You know I feel like right. in the Avengers run it's like Yes, he obviously is like a, at least a semi-powered person, and even has the way to cult a way to cultivate powers. But then this is just like now look how he responds to the world. You know, let's see like once again slice of life versions of that character out and about and just doing mm-hmm. his regular day stuff. You know, where obviously yeah. the Avengers isn't much out of the regular day. You know, kind of work. You know, so I having read this one so many times previously, read Avengers first and then came back to Warren Ellis, and I really liked. The feel I got from that, which is like, dang, now after he's been, I want to imagine this happens, even if this took, this came out way before, I want to believe these events take place after Age of Konshu, because I want to believe this is him now, like, just out doing his job again, you know? Yeah. Uh, And I really enjoy it for that, you know? I will say during Age of Konshu, though, I like how no matter who, like, every time it went to, like, a different person that knew Moon Knight... They usually called him by a different name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I, I really enjoyed that aspect of that. Like, obviously, he's very well known, but nobody knows him exactly who he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he responds perfectly to all of them as if he's all of those people at the same time. That's because he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it, real quick, in yeah. this selection, the first six <clears throat> issues that we have here, uh, subtitled From the Dead, uh, Collected. Um, the first issue I feel is the weakest, even though it is structured so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also sets up s- some stuff that doesn't come back, like the therapist, or at least not in Warren Ellis's run, because I think Brian Wood, I think that might be his name, picks it up in the next six issues or so. Um, but yeah, there's a therapist in, in a couple of these issues or maybe just even the first one, but it also sets up a, um, a recurring theme throughout the rest of the book, which is men left behind. Right. And this one being a shield agent that comes back to a long dormant shield Mm -hmm. hideout underneath New York city where he rebuilds himself to be this fucking monster because he's injured on a shield min- he's like mission. He's like a Jason Voorhees kind of creature. Yeah. Of some type. yeah. He's Monster Man. Oh, true. Yeah, he's Monster Man. Um, but then in the next issue, Sniper, it's a sniper shooting a bunch of people. For the same kind of for reason. For the same reason. And then the last issue, is that all heightened to 11, you know? <laughs> That's so true. And so I wonder if that was supposed to be a recurring theme throughout all the issues, but didn't fit some of the issues because it's him right because he was oh. the man left behind yeah he was yeah, left he, behind it, it's at the also altar. him 
of of Conchu. That's very true. Fuck. That's a good call. So these are people that are like relatable to him in a way. But no, I, I kind of felt that like that the first two issues are a little redundant in that way. And the second issue, if anything, does it better, you know, right. like in the way that the, I feel like it's designed is so cool to get to see, you know, all what eight of our victims and then one yeah. by one get taken out by him, you know? Every it, one of these issues intros like it's an episode of a Moon Knight show. That's yeah. so true. And I, I, I feel like that's probably where they're taking most inspiration for the show from. I think so too. Probably this Moon Knight run. A lot of what you see, Grant, this will we come out the week after I think Moon Knight the show comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so we don't, we haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. What's crazy, real quick? Uh, a lot of people who are reviewing the show, like as of right now of recording this, yeah. are getting four out of six episodes. And when it premieres on oh, Disney Plus, six. it's going to just be the one episode. So isn't that crazy, though? They're giving them four of the episodes. They're like, you need you need four to get into it. Wow. <laughs> is that kind of worrisome? That's kind of worrisome. Yeah. They're like, yeah. one is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless. Um, yeah. A lot of the imagery that we see in the show, whereas the man in the suit, the conchu as like mm-hmm. this huge mm-hmm. bird skeleton, comes from this fucking book. Got you. Do you... So I'm probably not going to watch the show at first. I'm I probably gonna, won't either. I'm probably yeah. going to wait for to at collect. least the first four episodes. To That's come out. basically what Disney yeah. Plus is telling us to do. <laughs> um, but how how do y'all feel about that? Are y'all going to do the same thing? I kind of wish they'd done a fucking movie. Yeah, I do too. But I feel like with a movie, it's just so limited. Like they do a movie. And that's it. And then you have to wait forever for more. Exactly. I'm just sick of origins. Uh, the thing is, is I wish we could have gotten True. a Moon Knight series that doesn't have to origin the character. I would just love this. I want right out the gate. Yeah. Here's the things. Here's him reacting to it. He's all fine. Make him be in London. He's always been in London doing this shit. And, people, you know, worse. Americans are so bad about having news from over the pond. Like we would be completely unaware of the, and not care about their hero over there. You know, yeah. so I think that's such an easy get away get away with it where i just wish we didn't have to get like the how he becomes moon knight and right. i think we're gonna right. get a yeah. lot of that you know i'm just i think i'm sick of origins that uh tv spot or whatever that you sent it was like a featurette mm-hmm. or whatever that you yeah. sent the group chat it did what i called which is he's talking to himself on the phone and oscar isaac speaking with an american accent and an english mm-hmm. accent to he to himself so it's the different identities and that's why he's in london and i bet you anything it's like moon knight sent uh which one do you think he is he's probably mark in london mark specter yeah oh, he, see, i want to believe mark will be the main i hope so version. i think he's going to be the american i i don't know who he sent to England, oh, but it's lo- probably to because he's working in a museum. Me. He's probably going to steal like an artifact or something. That's a good call. <laughs> you know what I mean? So maybe it isn't. You know, maybe we won't get too much origin, and it'll just be jumping right into him already having been this for a while. And that's what I maybe the fourth. For. It, maybe the fourth episode is the origin, and so much confusing shit is happening in the first three episodes that the fourth episode finally clears Explains. up. Explains. That's a good call. That what could if, be what's happening. What if he um. He meets Danny Rand and takes his iron fist. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get <Yeah>. there. <laughs> um, no, but these six issues are stellar. I think anyone anywhere should read these books. And Shalvi's just a perfect storyteller. A perfect artist to have put onto it to really give yeah. it that that grittiness. To Dude, make the it. action. Dude. It's so good. Especially... The sniper episode. The sniper episode. The sniper issue is so dope. They're episodes, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah, they are episodes. Where he's like 
projecting down he like shoot the sniper guy shoots that fucking grappling hook into mm-hmm. the alternate building goes down into it and then fucking moon knight follows him he like destroys his cape with like oozy yeah. fire yeah. <laughs> and then he moon knight shoots a grapple up into there and then as he's coming in he barely nicks him with a bullet the sniper guy and he's like why the fuck can't i hit you and Moon Knight's just like, I'm not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm a ghost, dude. Solid white. It's so fucking good, dude. Dude, the little the limited dialogue we even get from him exactly is so spot on. It's and so good. I love it. And I really also even like the one where he has to bust through the entire multi-story yeah. building the and raid. fight all those guys. Because mm-hmm. that's where the action just really shines. I mean, panel to panel, you you know exactly what the fuck is happening. It's not confusing and it's fucking sick, you know. Yeah. I love I mean, I honestly I love all six. I even, wonder how Ellis wrote that issue. I wonder <laughs> if he was just like do some cool stuff in the stairs. I don't know. He's just hobgoblin around and <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. There was no hobgoblins in this book. If well, anything, there's he, one. There if anything, he fights hobgoblins. There is one hobgoblin yeah. in, in there this was... book, and his name is right there. Oh, that's true. I totally forgot yeah. about that. That's what I'm saying. He's just sitting at his hobgoblin station, just like. <laughs> Well, Moon Knight wouldn't approve of him being a hobgoblin. No. So, He's like, why'd, okay. you f- why'd you write all these fucked up things? <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> but in spite of that, it's still a great creation to have come out yes. of it. And I think no other artist could have taken this on and given it this Definitely. level of attention that I think makes these shine. And I, I want to know how much cooperation was going on in the sense of that. Declan Shelby was like, no, I want to draw him like this. Like, I want to put him in like a suit and tie mm-hmm. and make in how much that or how much that was Warren Ellis being like, I have this idea for the character that would be much more like on a ground level yeah. of operation, you know? I would hope that it was unanimous. Mm-hmm. I hope that they kind of came up with the ideas together because this is, it's only these two throughout mm-hmm. these six issues. Which I always appreciate. Yeah. Right. And it's it's just stellar. I, I can't parade this book enough, regardless of who created it. Yeah. And the thing is, is that if anybody ever told me like, oh, what Moon Knight should I read? I wouldn't think of anything else, but I'd be like, here, read this. You know, because I feel like even without explaining anything about the character as a whole, this is still a great reflection of what kind of hero he Definitely. is, you know? And you know me, I love Daredevil so much. And I love that grounded, like, boots on the ground, fighting everything with your fists kind of ideology. And so I think that's why Mr. Knight is like a version of Moon Knight that I really clasp onto because it gives me those same, once again, you know, Daredevil feels. It's also a real lighthearted read. Like mm-hmm. it's real easy to digest. So somebody sure. somebody who doesn't read comics can easily read it and you're basically just looking at pictures half the time. For sure. Mm-hmm. So the, I think the first pictures. and last yeah. issues are the most wordy. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is I remember the the abandoned building raid mm-hmm. issue. I remember that one being textless. I could have swore there was a silent issue. But obviously, rereading it, there's yeah. there's dialogue there's plenty, some, but mm-hmm. yeah, not too much. I know? think it's called Scarlet because I think that's the girl's name that he goes to save. Because there's a Daredevil issue that's kind of like that too, isn't there? Where he like busts through a bunch of guys, and then the final thing is him hearing the heartbeat of the oh. little kid behind the door, and then it's just him like literally like yeah. hugging the child in the end. That sounds like a Mark Wade issue yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that exists. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, this book's great. The Dream. Issues fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It looks insane. How'd you guys feel about that that issue? That's my favorite. Yeah, Paul Damien. How'd, how'd you feel about the revelation of of what's going on in oh, that sorry. issue? 
It's the one where like he's like in the room sleeping and like the room that he's sleeping in is all like molded out. Oh yeah, and it's what um Yeah. Fucking what's it called? That that dude died in the I love that he just punches just him with the no the... explanation and yeah. then rips up the floorboards and is like, Yeah, no, you're the asshole here, buddy. <laughs> that one was really cool because in the dreamscape, there's one point where you look I think it's back. Back. Oh, yeah. back? Yeah. When they're in the dreamscape. Uh, let me see. Yeah, go for it. No, there's a part where it shows all of Moon Knight's personalities. Oh, in I the think dream? I know what you're talking in about. In the dream, yeah. And you have to kind of look for it, but it shows like his heads. No, I think that's in the first issue. Yeah. Is that? I think so. Go back. It's when he's talking to the therapist. Go back one more. You're gonna go back. That one. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Because yeah. you skulls. even see Spider-Man and Wolverine and yeah, Captain America Cap- in there. You see their faces. You see all of his personalities. Wolverine's up at the yeah. top. Because yeah. he's, he's the most important. You know, he's the most He's the survivor. He's the survivor. No, yeah, I thought that that, that aspect was very cool, too. Uh, it's fucking stellar. Yeah. It, it's it's just the culmination of great ideas and, like, perfectly implemented into a book, in my Definitely, opinion. You know, yeah. it, it, it's exactly what it was trying to be. You know, same thing. Do you so. think the last issue is a, a story of a proto-incel? Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> it's like that guy from the uh, Black Panther, Man Without Fear, you know, the one that ended up being, like, the Patriot Panther, oh, you know? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's just, like, these, these, it, yeah. these, these guys that just feel like they're not getting their day in the sun. You know, these Matt Damons are just going to come out and puff <laughs> their chests, you know? These fucking cone shoes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Conchas. Um, conchas. Uh, do you guys want to... Take a quick break and then we'll start talking about the age of, age of Kanshu. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that then. Uh, we'll be right back. Break me off a piece of anchor ad. Break me off a piece of that Kanshu bar. I think I'm going to take a nap real quick, guys. That was really fucking rude. What the fuck, dude? What? Wait a minute. That was illegal. That was so fucked up, dude. You already talk about some fucking the age of cone shoe. Yeah, just give me one moment of silence, real quick. All right, that's good. Like what? Like right now for our homies? For let's for the fallen homies. Let's let's pour one out. I wish I had a water (laughs) noise here. Oh, hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't mean to do all that. (laughs) Like you don't get to touch the soundboard, Paul Damien. Trying to go to the rain. Oh, it's like all the way down here. There you go. Pouring it out for the homies. We're pouring a lot out for the homies. That's that's God. He's pouring it out for the homies. Let's talk about Avengers. uh, Issues 33 through 37. Age of Khonshu. This is where Moon Knight goes and fucks up the Avengers. Fucks up everybody. (laughs) Dude, I love... I love the way, like, when he was fighting Iron Fist, mm-hmm. and it was just the Fist of Konshu, mm-hmm. the Fist of Konshu. Like, it kept naming their moves. <laughs> and I feel like, at one point, somebody was just like, I'm just, I don't care. I'm just going to get ridiculous <laughs> with it, you know? Yeah. So that's a throwback to, I think, the best Iron Fist comic, uh, which is The Immortal Iron Fist by Matt Fraction, Ed Brubaker, and David Which I've done, right? Y'all mm-hmm. did on no, the pod- we did No, uh, we did Hawkeye, which was Matt Fraction, David oh, Aja. Yeah. But this was their first run at it, which was in uh, Immortal Iron Fist. And in that book, every move that anyone does, well, the immortal weapons, 
they're named. Yeah. And they're usually named something badass like, you know, Floating Lotus or something yeah. like that. But like here knee, it's knee just, of the Himalayans. Yeah. It's just like Bronx knee knee you know yeah. rush or something i, don't I mean know. i like it because it's like showing that danny is from new york you know yeah. so he's obviously well no not only him because like uh it starts naming panther. moves for yeah. black panther or for yeah, other people too sure. it's it's like um like achievements or like like yeah. badges you get in a game yeah yeah for sure um but yeah it starts out with them fighting mm-hmm. for some reason he's praying outside of kunlun because i guess that was the best way to get, to get his attention Danny's yeah attention yeah it's that was also probably maybe he had to get the power there too oh maybe maybe you can only do it on the sacred grounds i never thought about that i can't it's possible that other writers have made it to where they his power is stolen elsewhere yeah but Mm -hmm. at least it's respectful if he does it in the land where the the fish is taken from um you guys seem to like this book Oh, I I, I thought it was phenomenal. I was pretty sour on it. I'm not going to lie. Really? I feel like it broke Moon Knight. Because, like, for me, Moon Knight was always, does he? Can he? That's so true. And this one just flat out says, yeah. And so I was just kind of like, oh, that's kind of a bummer to me. Well, my thing is that this this comic didn't do that. Really? Like, it didn't make me feel like Moon Knight is all powerful and he... You know, he has powers. Yeah. It literally just made me feel the same way I felt before, which is that there is a moon god and it resurrected him to do his bidding. See, and, and that's it. That's where I'm like, it breaks it even further because I don't want anyone to see Khonshu. You, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't even want Khonshu to be real. Right. You yeah. want it to be all in his head. Or and I get that. It could be. It's Schrodinger's Khonshu. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Exactly. As soon as you say if anybody else sees him, then he's definitely real. Yeah, you know, Black Panther mm-hmm. fucking fist fights. Yeah. Him, you know? <laughs> True. <laughs> exactly. No, and I, I get that. Um, but I feel like Moon Knight himself is still just a man. Mm. Yeah. You know, like that's very true. And that this book made that very clear. Yeah. Because he, he can needed take other people's powers. powers. Yeah, he can take these powers, but he is just a man. You know. Um, Kenny had a very astute uh, observation before (laughs) the podcast, which was, um, it seemed like someone heard in passing the idea of Bendis's (laughs) run, where it's like, oh, Moon Knight, he just uses all these other people's powers and like (laughs) abilities. And then Jason Aaron just ran with it. Where he's like, no, he's literally going to take their powers. He's like, I can do it better. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was cool that he would like trap him. Yeah, in the mm-hmm. the Ankh, or what, is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. No. Did you say that, or did Kenny say it before the podcast? Kenny, well, I said it. Kenny did. Yeah. It? Okay, yeah. it I, me. I, no, it was me. Suddenly, it I was felt, definitely it was me. Fucking I me. Suddenly, <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, did Paul Damien say?" <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, that's basically what happens in yeah. this book. It's just, a, I mean, it's kind of they're very similar ideas. And having just read that, you know, this past week when I was reading this, I was like, "Okay, this is him literally." literally stealing these people's powers and using them versus metaphorically just pretending to be these other heroes, you know? Do you wish at all that he dressed as Danny Rand or... No. No, not at all. Oh, because that's another thing. At least Aaron was respectful in this sense. He kept the power in the Ankh. Mm-hmm. We exactly. didn't see the spreading dragon on... Mm-hmm. Con- or on... Uh, Moon Knight's Moon Knight's chest, chest or, yeah, you know, and even when we do see him as like Ghost Rider and stuff, it's really just his face kind of sculled yeah. out for a minute, you know. And I mean, I lo- but that's also the power. And I know? love the idea that the way you get that is just to steal the car. You know, yeah. what I mean? you don't even have to yeah, do anything ex- else. You just, exactly, the spirit was in Robbie Reyes's car. So Robbie Reyes's spirit of vengeance is not birthed from Mephisto. Oh, mm-hmm. it's from just 
some other demon shit going on gotcha. in his family's lineage. So that's why it's not like directly related to a lot, and why he doesn't look like a normal Ghost mm-hmm. Rider, and awesome. why it would he you could use its spirit to fight Mephisto, which is what they're obviously using it for. Because right. I feel like obviously the real Ghost Rider would just be like, "No, I'm that's my boss. I'm not going to beat that <laughs> or guy Mephisto up." Mephisto would just turn him off. Yeah, or something. also true. So, <laughs> how do you guys feel about Mephisto throughout this book? I thought it was interesting, but yeah. I mean, past that, you, you don't get too much. It's, it, that's know. a character I almost can't take seriously because why would an earthly demon have sway over universes and people of such power? And we've even talked about it before, funny yeah. enough. And it's just he feels too amped up for what he would actually be, which is just the ruler of the human underworld, you know? Yeah. So uh, it was kind of crazy to see him like playing such an intricate game where he was even getting like other gods and stuff involved who you think would be kind of like. I don't know, ever more powerful than he is, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, he he was much more devilish than I think I've ever read Mephisto before. This mm-hmm. was like straight, like biblical, like let's play games with everybody kind of devil, you know? Yeah. I really liked the idea of there being a bunch of different versions of him from different universes. And there's like a cowboy Mephisto yeah. that we get to see for a minute. Yeah. Like, that part was like, <laughs> what badass. is happening yeah, Like, Is that just a 100% Western universe or something? <laughs> like everybody there's cowboys? Like, it the was fuck? so weird. Well, there was one where he was like, he looked like a fucking Native American war chief. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So is that the same universe as Mephesto or is that a different Mephesto that, you know, that I, instead of everybody being cowboys, everybody's Native American? I guess. <laughs> it made it seem like they weren't even from other universes and it was just throughout time. Mm-hmm. It just, it was so weird and off-putting. I didn't really get it. But that's also a thing that Jason Aaron's trying to cook Estab- up yeah, in, this, in this Avengers run is that Mephisto is kind of the overarching bad guy throughout it all Mm -hmm. so real quick Mm -hmm. so we see who's which version of him is the one that takes out iron fist uh that's a good question i don't know if it's really established it's probably because he it's the one where he has the the mask the mask on the top like it it's like iron fist oh i get what you're saying so that could be are you asking if it's like Jake Lockley or which kind yeah, of Moon Knight? Yeah, because it is? the one that beats Supreme, a Sorcerer Supreme, is uh, is uh, Mister Knight. That's mm-hmm. true. That's a good call. And what? Well, and one thing I meant to mention in the Ellis run is that I always feel like we see Mister Knight when it is like human or like base level human interaction and it's not until he's dealing with like a guy with like a giant sniper rifle or it's something that needs that next level that we see moon knight you know and i feel like so they're like different levels of how serious he's taking the situation so it's kind of hilarious that dr strange is just like no no i can just be a mr knight you know he's like i have an army of mummies and then we deal with this but then the next one, he's not Mister Knight anymore either, or is he? Yeah, yeah. He when he's is. driving, the, when he's, he's still Mister Knight. Charger. Okay. <laughs> and then he's actual but Moon then, Knight. Yeah, for the face-off with Thor, which is kind of a, just a crazy thing to even imagine. I mean, even having already absorbed Sorcerer Supreme and all of these things, mm-hmm. I feel like Thor is once again that next, even next level of like difficulty that is just kind of surreal to believe that he could uh, defeat him. You know, just yeah. by the fact that he's like, Nah, bro, your hammer's made of Moon. That's mine. <laughs> that was, honestly, if you had to, if you were asked by editorial, how is Moon Knight going to wield Mjolnir? That's the best. That's all you're going to get. Oh, that's, yeah. that's probably the best explanation. As much as I don't like it and wish it didn't happen, <laughs> that's that's the best way it could have yeah. come I mean, for... Which is basically, for the listeners who didn't read this book, 
Moon Knight explains that the Uru metal that makes up Mjolnir comes from a moon, so technically he is in command of yeah. it. <laughs> it yeah. falls under his line- or his like command, yeah. which is kind of like, okay, sure, I guess yeah. that's how Moon Knight works. <laughs> <He has laughs> so power of can moon. he bring down the moon and crash it into He's the Thanos. air? Like- well, he can... Because he does the same thing to... That's what he does to Thor. He Oh, he traps takes, him in between all those fucking... Yeah, yes. all the different moons. God damn it. Um, but then there's like later on you get Black Panther who holds the hammer because the spirit rem- spirit of the hammer remembers the spirit within Black Panther. Oh, it's like, this is my homie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's there's so many like nuances, I guess, yeah. to the hammer. And, and we have to believe worthy. that it's so weird. Maybe one of his personalities is worthy, you know. Like, I, it, man, you know, it, I he, know. Has, he has. More, I don't know about he that. He has more chances than the normal. Yeah. Than the normal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> See, I think I went into this comic kind of willing for it to throw just about anything at me, and especially mm-hmm. once the odds started getting raised so quickly, because this is all in one issue where he yeah. defeats everybody and becomes this like overpowered Moon Knight. I was like, I, I'm in for this wild ride. Right. Like I, I, I put the roller coaster bar, bar down on my lap and was like, let's do it. Let's see how crazy this shit can go. Uh, and I, I honestly was not disappointed because um, I don't think I had really any expectations of this book. You know yeah. what I mean? Because once again, my greatest Moon Knight references is now Bendis's run in this. And mm-hmm. so I feel like this kind of felt... After, after having experienced those two things, this felt kind of like the next thing to enjoy Moon Knight in right. an even more grandiose kind yeah. of situation. So, uh, I, and I think the artwork complements it oh, the incredibly well. Yeah, the artwork is what it's kind of so helps me keep reading it. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. a lot of the stuff we've we've read. I mean, not everything, but a lot of stuff we've read is really dark and gritty. Or and or um, uh, what's the word? Oh fuck! I'm sorry. I lost the word. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but um, yeah, But this feels everything is so neat to the point. Yes. Like, look at his suit right there. Yeah, his suit is just so perfectly drawn. Like the little pinstripes, everything. Yeah, you know. And there's we don't get too much of that in other comics. Like, look at the lighting mm-hmm. in there for yeah. Mephisto on top of Mephisto. Like in other comics we get a lot of you see a lot of the etch lines you know yeah. because it's trying to give it more of a grittier look and yeah. this looks so much more refined you're right like a lot of books that we've been reading are either indie or more niche mm-hmm. yeah um and a lot of the time the art comes a little bit more stylized yes instead of this which is a more like a house style where it's like this is what we are going to portray the movies to be like one day you know what mm-hmm. i mean True. like but yeah, I think Javier Garan's art is very uh, appealing, and it it is what helped me continue reading through this book because man, it kept you there. It it just it kind of just goes and goes mm-hmm. and goes into every stretch of imagination. This book, um, to the fact, yeah, look at this stretch that we're seeing right <laughs> here. Let's describe this. It's. Uh, in Manhattan, yeah. it's Manhattan. It's, it's Manhattan, but it's been turned into New Thebes or Thebes. New Thebes. <laughs> new Thebes. And yeah. so there's like all this fucking conchu altars everywhere, and these fucking there's hyper obelisk, gold pyramids, pyramids, hyperspace pyramids, and like it's unbelievable. And we're supposed to believe that yeah, this happened within six issues. Yeah, or, it, well, if, if in reality two issues, yeah. but like and only, and only two weeks. Yeah, yeah this is two weeks. <laughs> It took Konshu two weeks Dude, to do ultimate this. Ultimate contractor. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck, man. I just feel like, man, it, 
I would love for someone to write uh, an Avengers run like this and make it huge and bombastic and everything changes and no other comics talk about it. No other comics even look at it. And then at the end of the Avengers run, it's like, this is all an alternate universe. This all happened this way because it wasn't here. Yeah. And then I'd believe it. Because like shit like this, I'm just like, fuck. Like, okay, so Mary Jane's in there too. She's walking around. Like, it's just crazy that you have to imagine that in Marvel time, not two years ago, Spider Island happened and everyone was spiders. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like, like why does anyone live in New York anymore? Exactly. <laughs> it's more like the shit at the end is what makes me feel like this has got to be alternate universe. Really? What, what, Where yeah. fucking all this happens and then T'Challa's just all, oh yeah, I made sure you didn't get thrown in prison. <laughs> and it's like, sure. oh yeah, one dude... One yeah. dude got me out of like that's so stupid. I mean, it, How is he not like? Let's be honest. They would have put him to death. <laughs> it, like all of this could have just panned out into a crystal ball, and it just be Mephisto looking into him, and be like, "Well, I guess that plan won't work out." And, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, oh, dude, that would have been better. It was like him just like having like a yeah. fortune of if he tried to like take over the world. You know, mm-hmm. like what would actually happen? He's like, "Well, I guess this fucking asshole in this white suit's gonna get in my way." Who saw that coming? You know, and it would kind of preserve. My idea of Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But no, I agree with that. And I, it, regardless of all these things, I think it, it really works and is very cool. And I like the idea that the only entities he can... I, like, I love this whole bit with... Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but Tony Stark and... Carol. Uh, Captain Carol Danvers having the Starbrand child, which I didn't realize mm. Starbrand had died, but who that's is fine. Starbrand? Starbrand is an old '80s character yeah. that lived in the New Universe, and in Jonathan Hickman's run, he revived it into this universe, and it's just like this. This, but he was a pretty young kid, so I'm, yeah. I'm kind of curious what they did to kill him off. <laughs> I think him and Nightmask both died. Really? Um, but uh, basically, it's just this superpower that is bestowed upon. A random individual. It's I, like the Green Lantern. Yeah, it's about the that's ring, what I was about. Imagine there's only one, one and yeah. it's like all the Green Lantern's power. Yeah. Except for they don't, I don't think they do light constructs. It's just ultimate cosmic power. Exactly. I got you. It's like um, a chosen one from the universe. It's like the universe's champion is how I would even so imagine So he's it, Neo you know? from the Matrix. <laughs> kind of. <Yes. laughs> so this is Brandy and she is... Uh, did they say how old she is? One? No. <laughs> Enough to be doing shit like this. And they right? named her Brandy. Yeah. And they named her Brandy. Yeah, yeah, they named her Brandy. Tony Stark specifically names her Brandy. But I, this was like, these parts were actually kind of making me laugh where he's just like, didn't we just beat up the X-Men for doing this kind of shit? Like, yeah. what are we doing carting around a super baby? You know, like... See, I should not be responsible for this shit. Like, I just thought that was such a fun little thing to have kind of going along with this comic, you know? I know. Oh, uh, fucking the caveman. And, and we keep getting the flashbacks to the prehistoric Avengers, which was also introduced in that first, the 31st issue that y'all choose not to read. And no, so they were the, introduced long before that. Well, you know what I mean? Like, so, it, for this story, it, like, reintroduced them, you know? No. So did the prehistoric Avengers a, fight Moon Knight? They fought the Legion of the Moon Knights or whatever. So this is an ongoing thing in all of Jason Aaron's Avengers run is he created the 10,000 BC Avengers and the books flip-flop between the two Avengers throughout the whole thing. Really? Yeah. And their events are supposed to be like affecting each other somehow? They're like mirroring each other. Got you. And so I I think I like the idea of the 10,000 BC Avengers, Mm -hmm. but 
keep it contained to that. I, I, yeah. It just kind of just keeps fucking going. Coming back, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he he's History repeats cooking up. itself, bro. Uh, yeah, for sure. I don't know what Jason Aaron's cooking up, but this is coming to some sort of grand conclusion. Yeah. And that, I mean, I have faith in him because he's such a grand writer in that way. I mean, and the, though he, I'm sure there's some things that he's written that aren't great. There are several big Jason Aaron runs we've read over time that I. I wish I wouldn't have wished anybody else writing it, you know, because yeah. he's able to contain all of these grandiose characters and somehow bring them together and still make stuff relatively make sense, you know. Yeah, so. I I want to read some more of his Thor on this podcast, mm-hmm. and then also the end of his Thor because I think that that would be a lot of fun to read. Um, how'd you guys feel about Blade? I love this team uh, that we had, yeah, for sure. Blade's badass. Blade's I, so cool. I loved when they fucking uh, give him the uh, the onk. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. he becomes Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, he looks so badass. And doesn't She Hulk become Iron Fist? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so that. dope. Um, I love that Blade is answering to Captain America. Yeah, that's so fucking cool. I like that he's an Avenger. Exactly, you it's know, that, so cool. And that he's willing to work because you. I would imagine him being kind of like a lone wolf in mm-hmm. that way. So the mm-hmm. fact that he's basically saying like, "No, this is right in my mummies. This is right in my." field wheelhouse work. Yeah. yeah this is right in my wheelhouse and so he just joins along for this fight is so cool to me you know i really like the characters we get i like the powers that moon knight was chosen to have and i love the people we get to face him i like that the black panther spirit just refuses to cooperate because it's like no bro i belong to this long lineage of yeah. people you are not even close to what i would go into so back off buddy you know like, we should talk about what Khonshu's even trying to do. Yeah. Which oh, is yeah. Khonshu's trying to collect all these massive powers so that he has the power to defeat Mephisto. He's mm-hmm. trying to collect all the powers <clears throat> sorry. Of the ten thousand <laughs> BC yeah. Avengers. Well much. all the like celestial powers, yes. essentially. Like these powers that have been around since the dawn of time. Yeah. Essentially. To so beat that, one demon. Yeah, to beat to beat the demon. <laughs> yeah. Because Mephist was You're just an a, I'm a demon. <laughs> I'm yeah. depressed this what? Not even that one. I'm a demon. Yeah, there, there we go. go. That's Mephisto. <laughs> Mephisto, this whole movie, uh, or this whole comic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah. It's but just, he's really just afraid. Yeah. You know, he's been For having sure. visions of fear. And so it's just driving even Konshu insane. Yeah. Which drives Moon Knight even more insane. Yeah. Um. All in all, it's a cool looking book. It does a lot of cool stuff, but I think it does break Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, it confirms that he can and could have power enough to defeat Thor. Yeah. Which is to defeat and we'll even beat up Iron Fist, which yeah. is like arguably like that would have been an incredibly hard fight for him, you know, yeah. and amazing for him to like defeat him to such a degree. He's like, my power now. Especially yeah. because I mean, it was a the hand, fist of Konshu, man. But mm-hmm. it was a hand to hand battle. Mm-hmm. Like you would think if you had to write Moon Knight beating Iron Fist, it would be he would dupe him somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be he beat the shit out of him. Beat him in his own game. Yeah. yeah. Arguably, though, Iron Fist wasn't trying too, That's true. too hard. You know That's what I also mean? True. Iron Fist was like, bro, He's I'm holding not going to fight you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how, how'd you feel about Moon Knight getting the Phoenix Force? Oh, fuck the Phoenix Force. The Phoenix Force looks so fucking good in this fucking book. I wanted to throw up. Like, and who is that watcher? The oh, that's uh, the unseen. That's we the unseen. About we him. have to talk to you a little bit about him. Yeah, the, uh, Jason Aaron created him in Original Sin, and it's uh, Nick Fury. It's Nick Fury. Yeah, it's the original Nick Fury. 
because yeah, he reminded me of um, Red Skull in uh, yeah. yeah, which I think Fucking was kind of a homage to Jason okay. Aaron's Unseen. Yeah, which is and it kind of is the same thing, which is a human soul that has now been cursed to like walk, cosmically. Yeah, yeah, cosmically cursed to like walk trapped up. trapped on a another satellite or another yeah. planet. Yeah, um, but You're, he tells Moon Knight essentially without telling him to call on the phoenix force Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so the next arc of avengers is the phoenix something or other phoenix resurrect i don't know what because obviously we see that the x-men are now having to get involved because it's it's their it's their their cosmic spirit (laughs) of choice um and so uh the next book is the phoenix force it gets split up a bunch amongst a bunch of characters oh that's never been oh really but even more than the Phoenix Five back in AVX, um, and one of those people that is now uh, in an in a host for the Phoenix is Echo. So this comes full fucking circle. Wow! And what sucks? That's cool. Is I looked it up. Echo. I was hoping Echo was resurrected by the Phoenix, because that no. would have been fucking sick. But no, she's unexplained and showed up previous to this. Avengers run in between her death. So perfect. It's almost like Brian Michael Bendis's run didn't fucking didn't matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> Which we kind of talked about how that's what it seemed like after his run ended, um, that these, you expected these other ones to pick up right after him. Yeah. But it just kind of, they just did their own thing. They're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it just seemed like everybody had their own idea of what they wanted Moon Knight to be. Yeah. But, I mean, if anybody wanted a big Avengers book that, you know, isn't, that is still somehow contained to something that is quick or easy mm-hmm. enough to read, this is something I would highly recommend. Because I think I, it, I I think it's an, an entertaining read for yeah. what it is. I think it, for people who aren't big into Marvel and stuff, won't mind the semantics of like what they're saying or, you know, how the greater yeah. consequences of them. But you still get a lot of fun with a lot of characters. You know, I mean, like I said, I really thought the whole Iron Man bits were like very entertaining and like <laughs> and nicely they felt peppered like in. Iron Man. And there's mm-hmm. only there's only one or two references to other comics. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part they keep it contained to to the Avengers. And to they this do, run of And the they Avengers. do enough explaining on Moon Knight that it's like you really had never had to read anything before this. Right. Be like, oh I guess this is who this guy is. He's the Moon Man. You know the yeah. Moon so. Man. <laughs> uh Jason Aaron writes all these characters in the voice that you would want them to sound like. Mm-hmm. You can tell that this is Captain America, this is Blade, this is She-Hulk. This sounds like them. Even though they don't have a lot of like um a lot of verbose yeah. things to say, it they mm-hmm. they still act and seem like their characters. Um I just wish sometimes some of these situations weren't so massive. Mm-hmm. Like I wish there there could have been another like tone like, it down a little. Yeah. What if it was like the Avengers are trapped in like a pyramid and somehow Moon Knight is beating all of them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just something as simple as that, where it's like kind of unexplained and, and vague. But also, I won't argue this does look fucking dope. <laughs> it's like that, have him just steal the Ghost Rider spirit, and that's what he needs to fight Mephisto because it's demonic versus demonic. Don't yeah. have him stealing Thor's hammer and all these like, things that just feel so out mm-hmm. of. You know, so way too grandiose. Yeah, exactly. it's cosmic like, power versus demonic. Now it yeah. feels weird. No, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So I mean, exactly. I think scaling down could have done this book a little bit of justice. You know? I, I think right. the new Thebes thing and like the fact that there's a bunch of like 
Khonshu like summons all the yeah. spawns and, and then all the mummies yeah, yeah. And, just, well and there's also even people that are obviously like his acolytes and yeah. it's like where'd all y'all come from the you know werewolves, the werewolves yeah oh, the, the fucking, fucking werewolves this is just like but that's why we needed blade <laughs> true oh man it's just it, it's a lot of fun but it, mm-hmm. it oh it breaks moon Knight, and i hate yeah. it I, and i can totally agree with that and then it i think you're right in the sense that it, this would even also be better off if it was just contained to a different universe or something like yeah. this we didn't have to believe this happened exactly in the same world that uh x-men versus you know avengers or avengers versus x-men and stuff happened yeah so. it's but also like this can happen in the same universe axis happened in right like let's put yeah, all, for sure let's put all for those sure. in the bad universe <laughs> yeah <laughs> um next week we don't know what we're going to be talking about we don't um we'll figure that out phil will tell you yeah phil will tell you go ahead and let him let him know phil Next week, the boys will be talking about Vision by Tom King and Gabriel Hernandez Walton. Wait a minute. What the fuck? Didn't they already do this book before? Fuck me, maybe I'm just drunk as a skunk. I, okay. Such Did he say something? Man. Um, that, man, that man slurs every time he speaks. <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever heard him not just I'll smashed. I'll have what he said. You know, <laughs> just smoshed with alcohol. <laughs> you know? just... Totally smoshed over there in the corner. Sleep <laughs> um, it off, Phil. Where, where, what, what? If you had the keys to Moon Knight, what would you want to do with them? Anyone have if any I cool ideas? Keys more of this, Knight. honestly. More, more, of more of Ellis. More of just like mm. real, very real feeling situations that a character like Moon Knight could be put into. More of the boots on the ground kind of shit. Because I really, I fucking love this. I wish I had six more issues of Declan Shelby and Warren Ellis doing Moon Knight. You know, I feel like yeah. these six is just like a palate cleanser uh, <laughs> to what I want to be much more. You know, so I really wish I could get these two guys to come back together and do more. I think I would do uh, Moon Knight essentially just having an existential crisis while on a mission with Iron Fist. That sounds dope. Yeah, just Iron Fist just having to do deal with Moon Knight's fucking psychosis, essentially, you know, and just there. In Tibet. Yeah. Or in, like, the streets of, like, a, like, I don't know, uh, fucking Sri Lanka or something. Anything. I mean, they could be on another fucking planet. Maybe on <laughs> they. Maybe they're on a different fucking moon what on another it? planet, and Moon Knight's going crazy because it's a different moon, and there's another moon god fucking with him. Put him in the Guardians of the Galaxy. There you go. There you go. That would be badass. That would be. You badass. know, and it's like ego's like, oh, I have a cousin. He's a moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's controlling Mugo. me. Yeah, Mugo. Yeah. <laughs> Mungo. <laughs> Conchu's like, go see my cousin, uh, yeah, Cuckoo. You know, he's the, <laughs> the he's moon, even crazier. Moon god of Jupiter, yeah. Conku, it's Concha. Yeah. Concha. Titan. Yeah. That's the Mexican, uh, <laughs> Mexican moon god. <laughs> Concha. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, Cancelled. I don't want to do a rom com where all three of his personalities are dating three different heroes, and he has to like try to keep them all apart. And it's just all, it's just a romance com- or, comedy. Three different personalities of his are dating the same, same girl, <laughs> and they all find out, and they all confront her together. <laughs> um, I would love to do a reboot of the West uh, Coast Avengers. Have him team oh, up yeah. with Kate Bishop and like throw, I don't know, like Tigra and Ant Man on the team. Have that going on, and he could, you know, he could be the nutcase on, yeah. the, on the team. 
where they're like, I don't know how to deal with them. <laughs> he like brings them all together, and then when they find out what it's for, they're like, this fucking nutbag, you know? Like, nutbag. Like, yeah, he's like, we're stealing the moon. Oh, and another heist, because it's, uh, it's Kate Bishop and Ant-Man together, so they have to steal shit. It's a good and they, idea. they have to call it call him in mm. uh nutcase madam mask has like something a super important egyptian oh. ar- a artifact or something and so he oh. gets the best heist people he knows in la to yep. team up with him where he's like i need you assholes to help me steal this thing back or she's gonna break the moon you know that's such a bad she's idea. gonna break the moon and they're that's like perfect <laughs> they're like it's not gonna break the, <laughs> the moon <laughs> And then, like, there's like a news report: the moon has a crack. Like, <laughs> is the moon cracking? I want a whole part where he's having a conversation between like Mark and Steven and his head, my, and he's just talking out loud, and the rest of them are just standing there, like, who the fuck is he talking to? <laughs> and he's just in the corners, like, no, we need to do it. <laughs> yeah, and he's looking up like yeah. that, and Ant Man's just like, I think he's talking to the moon. <laughs> I, and it would be, a, I would love to just be one panel where um, they're like, what are you talking? Who are you talking to? And Moon Knight just looks at them uh-huh. and he just like looks deranged. Yeah. He's like, uh, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> just like myself. <laughs> yeah. Good ideas. I is. love all of those. Um, so come back next week. Uh, uh, Phil said Phil, it already. Yeah, Phil filled it in. Yeah. Phil Jan. <laughs> Something about aliens probably. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> but thank y'all so much for being here. Yes. We, y'all are all very amazing people for taking the time. So yeah. And thank you guys for being here. Oh, this is fun. You know, so. Thank you. Um, thank you. I'd like to take a moment real quick to thank um, to thank you guys for being here, but also to thank Kenny um, for being here, and to also thank uh, Kenny for being here. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Kenny, I'm the one. <laughs> for being here. Um, and thank you, Ian. I just want to take a moment to thank thank you, Stan, for being here. Yes. Um, and Stan Lee, I want to take a moment to say uh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, and Moon Knight, um, don't you? let Ellis write any more <laughs> books. And he's, until he apologizes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah he has he's, to he's a Spider-Man properly. villain now. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly, he's a fucking hobgoblin. There you go. Um, oh, and hobgoblin, I want to say thank you <laughs> for giving us the perfect name to yeah, call yeah. these creeps. <laughs> thank you, James Franco. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Hob Hob Franklo. Hob Frank- Franklo. <laughs> Franklo. Okay, thank you guys. Right. Uh, someone do the thing. Yeah, so we will see oh. y'all next week or we will see y'all on another time. Bye, guys. Week, guys. Bye. Get the fuck out before I cry. I will cry. Oh, so hard. Aww.